Come on in and hang in the shack with Lachlan Patterson. Cause it's the Lockdown Podcast. Talking about whatever you want. Chilling out, having a chill sesh with Lachlan's guest. Yeah. The Lockdown Podcast. The Lockdown Podcast. The Lockdown Podcast. Welcome to another episode of The Lockdown. I'm Lachlan Patterson. With me today, joining me, joining us, you as well, on the podcast is a good friend. I would say a great comedian. I would say (laughs) Canadian. And one of the nicest guys in the biz. Do you hate hearing that? Uh, It's a, well, who can hate being one of the nicest guys in the biz? It's not bad, but you don't think of yourself as one of the nicest guys. But I like it better than, I'd say, friend. I've seen. I've, here's why <laughs> I've I've been around people in this business that I couldn't stand. Yeah, and you, you get along with those people. I can talk to those people and hang out. They, I don't know, they kind of magnetize towards me because uh, I kind of got a even disposition. I don't Do you, get kind of pissy with people. Yeah, I mean, there's only one person I think that uh, I can think of that you just were like, I just draw the line there with, and she's, I don't even know if she yeah. really does comedy. We know who we we're talking about. Yeah, but. out of country now is not my problem. So, okay. uh, yeah, when she left the country, my stress relief just went down. I used to have to fly like a couple of provinces <laughs> away before I was like, fuck, thank God that person's in the rearview mirror. <laughs> so, yeah, and did I, not like her. Yeah, that's one. But uh, but, but for the most that, part, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, but they used to call me Cork Lightning. Cork Lightning. I, yeah, that was my nickname uh, in you know in the late ninety nine two thousand because when they because I'm pretty even. But then when I snap, uh, thing like I just go, you know, Cork Lightning. I just unleash a flurry of of fists and smash things. When I used to still be a little scrappy. I just, I just don't believe that. I just don't uh, believe it. I haven't punched anyone or been even in a hockey fight in over 15 years now. Well, that's good. Yeah, and <laughs> I wasn't. I, I rarely won those fights. Yeah, I, I imagine. Just how, much, thro- how, how much you weigh? Ah, uh, 147. <laughs> fuck, fuck 47. The Greyhound. I'm sleeping like a Leo Greyhound. Little flurry running around. Yeah, yeah, but I was always a little feisty, so I used to like throw first and ask questions later. Like I didn't give the guys chance to load up, but I haven't done that in years. But it turns out I don't think of myself as confrontational mm-hmm. ever. I think I'm a pretty easygoing guy. But then I talk to like friends, like my buddy Paul Meyerhard, Chris. You're like, you know what I love about you is you don't take shit. You just tell people straight to their face, whatever. But get out, and I'm like, I am. They're like, yeah. When I wouldn't say something, you say something to people. You have a bit of a Kramer thing, right, where you will just uh, say something that everyone else wouldn't say. Yeah, but I guess I do it in a way that's kind of funny enough that it diffuses it. So right. it's out there and you kind of laugh, and but the guy gets the point. Yeah, I like and, that. Yeah. Trash. Yeah. yeah. You know, when you, told, you say I get chippy, 
you do get chippy. You get yeah. super chippy, but you get away with it. Maybe because you're smaller and people are like, all right, I'll let that yeah. go. So you kind of get away with shit. Yeah. And I usually hang out with a much bigger friend. I got a oh. buddy like you. Paul Meyerhog. Like yeah. Co-host. I like to hang out with a six, five type pal. All right. <laughs> it keeps me a uh, little dog with the bigger bulldog uh, is usually the way I like to roll. Good combo. Yeah. Um, now you have a new comedy album out. Yeah. And I can see the background in your screenshot screensaver. Oh, yeah. What? That's, uh, you can put whatever in the background. It's a screen. Uh, yeah. Those are, all, those are all you. Yes. I'm all three. I took all three pictures. I wanted to look like a Beastie Boys album cover. I love it. I love right? it. Dude. So which, called- one of the, which one of these guys would you be? Comics delight. I think I would be if I was in the real Beastie Boy. Well, I always liked Ad Rock. That's this guy over here. Right. That was more the Ad Rock. Here's the MC. Me. That's more like a, a little bit of Run DMC. I got a beard on there right. and uh, kind of kicking back. It's a thick then, beard. Yeah. Uh, glued on. Glued on beard. I didn't grow <laughs> that one. That was just for the shoot. <laughs> that's my own tracksuit hat. Elvis shades though. This is all my own gear. I love and it. Then the flying guy is. Uh, I, if I move aside, oh, he's got the Jaws. He's got the Jaws shirt on. I love it. It's my that favorite, was, favorite. That movie. was your favorite movie. Shot goes in the water. Cage goes in the water. Do your impression. You go in the water. Yeah. So willing to do to you fine Spanish ladies. Uh, album's called Comics Delight. Comics Delight. And just then, came out. Just came out. It's on 800 pound Gorilla Records. Available. New sponsor today, guys. Worldwide. New sponsor is Damon Schritter. Go out and get his album, Comics Delight. And to take that shot of me leaping, I blew out both quads. Did you really? The first jump, yeah. I had to wow. clear like five stairs out onto concrete, landed. And I was like, ah! Did you practice? No, no practice. I was doing it on the fly. Like, you know, a legal gorilla shoot. Just wow. stopped in front of a place. Move, and then uh, move, a, move a bit to the right or your left. Yeah, bro, that's a good jump for you, for yeah. for a man your age. Yeah, cleared it. My that's why I hadn't jumped that high at my age, and then it just blew up both. And the first one, they're like, uh, "You look like you're on a bit of a coat hanger." Take two. I had to do it like six times. Oh man! So I'm a stunt man as well. Locked I know. Up. I know and how you, that feels. Yeah, and you know I got those hockey thighs. Normally they can take it, oh, but on this one I landed flat. Hockey thighs. <laughs> How much, <laughs> what size are your pads? Ah, uh, my shin pads? Those got nothing to do with my thighs. I'm 147, but like 125 of me is probably from the waist down. Oh, got, yeah? Yeah, I got uh, Sidney Crosby type legs, <laughs> just power legs. <laughs> oh, my God. Do you have a sound bite for, from the album that you can share with us? Uh, yeah, here it is now. I got stuck in that queue lineup. You know when you're going to debate, like, some hotel charges? I was stuck in that line. And there was, like, a little boy with his family. He was about eight. He was on his iPad. He's playing his Angry Birds, whatever he's up to. I don't know what he's doing. And then he just, he just looked at his mom, and he said, Mom, I'm bored, and he threw it on the ground. I was like, oh, you little rat fuck. I was like, you got an iPad in your mitts, and you're bored? I'm like, you want to be bored with a toy? We'll put you in a DeLorean with a flux capacitor time travel you back to 1985 for a shift in the toy world you little shit see how you do just be like hey welcome to 1985 
Look at this toy. Same size and shape as an iPad, but this one only draws in straight lines. Yeah. Let's see, you've been working on that for half an hour. Let's take a look what you made there. Oh, fuck, sorry. No save button on an Etch-a-Sketch. You're gonna have to start over. If you don't like that, we got a slinky to keep you busy. Remember that, it was just a spring. At one point, they were just giving out springs to kids. They're like, good enough. And remember the whole, ma the whole magic of the slinky was that you could take it to the top of some stairs and then you shoved it and it could make it all the way down the stairs all on its own. Yeah, as opposed to the rest of your toys which could never fucking make it. And you know they had to be at like Hasbro or wherever they, they came up with toys in some sort of developing marketing meeting and being like, look, we got the Pop-O-Matic 2000 board game for rainy days. We got the hula hoops for kids in summer, but Brad, there just aren't enough children playing on the stairs these days. <laughs> if we could only make something to encourage more children to play in the most dangerous area of the house, we'd all be millionaires. <laughs> And they pulled it off. Well, if you remember that, then you must remember when Crayola Crayons came out with the 64 pack. Yeah, came with a sharpener. Yeah, no kid had an excuse for coloring outside the lines after that day. And it had like, it just blew everyone's mind because it went from eight colors to 64. All of a sudden you had every color a kid could imagine. So I remember like drawing a picture for my mom and then I wanted to color in my face and I remember looking through all the crayons to find a color that matched my face. And I found a color of a crayon that matched my face. And the name of the color on that crayon was flesh. <laughs> yeah, that crayon wasn't for all the children. <laughs> Some of them had to use slave brown or railroad yellow. two years to per perfect two years well you know i wrote from from beginning to end by the time you uh i started doing that about two years before the before that, i recorded it that means for anyone listening that means it's a good joke yeah that means it's not rushed that means it's been practiced and smoothed and sanded and polished and uh i that's how long it takes me to write a joke too i that's why i i can totally relate to a two-year joke yeah but for them to be ready to be released like they right. can work a little at the beginning but then you find all these little fun little well they get they start out usually for me longer shrink right. down and then you keep adding a bunch of funny it's an accordion it's always breathing the joke i love it yeah and, until you put it in the suitcase and smother it and it dies and you no longer use it <laughs> or you just keep running it forever and you build a career off of one bit for the rest of your life there are some guys like that Mm -hmm. And I saw one just, uh, God, a month and a half ago, I got to do a show and this guy popped in to do five minutes. Uh, he was warming up. He's going to do an album recording and he walked a member from the crowd in his five minute set. What? And 
they said that's the first time they've had anyone leave. This is just after you could go back in after COVID. So people were just happy to see a person talking live. It was the easiest crowds. They were applauding at everything, Lachlan. I didn't even have to do a joke in a 40-minute set. You could just talk about what had happened. He walked wow. someone, and then he went to his joke that he did on Arsenio Hall in 1989. Oh, my God. I, I want to ask, but I guess we can't. But <laughs> You want to know who it is? Of course Maybe I do. But do I know him? Yeah, you know him. Is he in Edmonton? No. He's, okay. he's here. Nice guy now. Nice guy now. I like him as a person. Okay, good. Then yeah. let's not talk shit about him. Yeah. But, but, but that can happen. You do, see, you do see some guys who just never write. They, they have a great set that worked at some point, and then they just run it till they're done. Yeah, I uh, I can't I can't do that. I mean, I'd love to be that uh, emotionally sometimes removed from my performances when yeah. when it's just you know trying to make rent or whatever, and you just I don't know. Some people just get into this mode where creativity is the back, but the performing is what they love. They love the performing. Billy Joel hasn't written a song in what. 30 years he just plays new york and plays all his hits and he lo- he's fine with it billboard cave said he's in the top 10 highest grossing performers the end of 2019 2020 yeah he but he he's, doesn't do he won't write anymore he's got no new songs the piano man just wheels out the piano <laughs> plays the hits loves it but for most comics who don't do it it's it's usually fear right you got yeah. this set, you know it works, you stop taking chances, and then eventually one day it's outdated, Yeah, and you're no longer sharp, and then you can't write. You got to be, you have to be afraid. Yeah, you should be afraid, but in a good way, like nervous, afraid, like a little bit like, fuck, I don't know if this is going to work or not, and yeah. it usually does, it's better to be a little bit like, okay, I'm going to try this, because then you, you love it, and then you get into a bit that you've done numerous times and you're kind of like you can be doing it sometimes to be thinking you know after this i'm gonna grab a beer and i sure. go watch yeah i'm gonna go watch that new quentin tarantino movie right salad what kind of salad dressing do i like hmm. right and then it ends and you go into another joke that's bad if you're going that way with your show you're not doing the crowd a service and they can feel it yeah, I have always kind of felt it when a comedian is talking, having a conversation with me before, right before they're, while they're being introduced. Yeah. Um, I kind of feel like, okay, well, um, they're, they're really not scared at all or nervous or anything. And they're just like talking to me about something that has nothing to do with, and you're hearing their name, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome your headliner for this evening. And they're still having a conversation with me. The audience applauds, and they're still talking to me. And then they're like, all right, I got to go. Yeah, you and I, I think that's that's sort of showing that they're not afraid. But they are. They're like, don't worry, I'm so good, I don't even need to get wound up here. But I think you're like myself, where I like a little, you know, before the show, I don't really like talking to people. It's not that I'm nervous and worried it's not going to work. I just kind of like, hey, I needed to, like, I'm about to go talk to... 250 to 1200 people all at once here yeah that's a lot of it's a lot people don't realize how much focus it is 25 to 200 realistically 25 to 200 realistically for my show these are days these these (laughs) days i like tonight i think i'm going to be talking to 12 
We didn't have 12 to talk to last night. Let's get, let me get to that or let's get to this because you're up in Vancouver, Canada, and I'm down here in LA and right away my, my, my insulin spikes, whatever it is, I get a little upset when I'm hearing someone go, well, I got a set tonight. I have a set tonight, right? Explain to me how it goes, where it is. It's at um, the House of Comedy, which is owned by Rick Bronson. He's got a club in Edmonton, Arizona, I think New Jersey or something. I don't know, and Minnesota. I don't know if his U.S. ones are open. Yeah, I think he's got, I don't think they are. St. Louis, I think, is uh, one. Anyway, maybe. So they opened it up to, at first, they, it's like a 300 seat theater show place that he's redone. At first, he could only have 50 people was the max and then they changed the laws here to 50 percent capacity if it's social distanced so you have to have everything social distance so it's spaced out yeah which i thought would be non-conducive to comedy right yeah. when you have big gaps that's not what you want for stand-up no. but when i went to do the show uh this was maybe the third week so this is probably two months ago was the first set of shows i was maybe the third week it was open and the crowd was just appreciative to be in a place where a human was talking to them and it was something live. It was sort of the first time you had been out and you couldn't, you still couldn't go to movie theaters. You could kind of go to restaurants a little here. Yeah. And it was really an amazing time. And then I went back to do it just to do this, uh, cause I was supposed to be doing a TV taping here next week for the Winnipeg festival. Wow. So a 10 minute TV tape, but that got kicked down the road. So I just wanted to go do these 20 minute sets so I could work on my 10 minute thing for the, and the difference now is there's a little bit of people are beginning here in Canada again, at least in BC, people are starting to wear masks and stuff because it's kind of ticking up a little. And when I say ticking up, like 37 cases in the last week or something like, so people are starting to feel like, oh, maybe it's not, we're not just in the clear and ready to go out like we thought we were two months ago. Two okay. months ago, there was kind of no cases here, and everyone's like, well, as long as we still social distance, we should be okay. Yeah. But now everyone's worried it could turn into Australia. So there's a little bit more attention. So I don't – I'm not looking forward to the show in a way tonight, mostly because there's a Canucks game on. There's a Canucks game tonight, dude. The playoffs game, are back for game hockey. Game five? Game, game six. They can win it. They can eliminate the Stanley Cup champs tonight. So that's got us all tuned in. And I don't like doing both. So I'll be watching, you know, tonight I'll be trying to, you know, watch a bit of the game in between. But luckily I am only doing 20 minute sets, but I'm also working on stuff. So Great. my focus is all over the place. So I am thankful that I got a crowd to go do yeah. shows. And there are little shows you can do here now. So we do have a chance to work on stuff. We're not in like where you live where nobody can do anything. Yeah, I mean, there's a, there's a couple of shows around I've been asked to do, but they're sparse, man. They're sparse. And, and are you guys doing them outdoors? Like, is it I, like a back at, like backyard barbecue show? Yeah, I mean, I just talked to Graham Kay. He's doing them in the park in New York. Um, there's a parking lot where people p- drive up and they're, I think they honk when they like your joke. No, they have little Bill Burr's said he, they have little th- hand clappers. Remember those from Halifax? Yeah. yeah. They clap these little things, and that's a sign that they think you're funny. I don't think I'd like to be doing 
comedy generally outdoors isn't the way to do it. It's, no. it's, it's yeah, it, you need, it, it's an enclosed, it's enough, it's hard enough with just a mic and a light, and then you put all these other distractions around you. People yeah, don't I, focus. I did a show on the beach, and the sun, the most beautiful sunset is happening at the beach while I'm trying to tell jokes, and it's very distracting for everyone. Yeah. Well, at that moment, you're just really a professional sunset wrecker. Yeah. Totally. You're down there ruining people's sunsets. Hey, you guys want to see uh, some juggling? You guys want to see this? Hey, here's gotta... some funny. Look over here. <laughs> Forget about that. People come down to the beach to be entertained, not see a sunset. Get over here. And the other thing is we're all regional right now. There is like yeah. a club in Win like Winnipeg. Like you could maybe go. I don't know who's fly. Like, I'm not going to fly anywhere to go do shows. So we've rumors got rumors in Winnipeg is working. I'm yeah, sure. it's there, and uh, you know I they're see. still paying you. But like tonight, my pay or when I headlined was maybe forty percent of what your pay normally is. Fuck. Okay. So they've cut it, but in Canada, we also have a thing where the government is paying seventy five percent of all your employees' wages. So I just thought last night. I don't know if that counts for the comics. Like if they get to put that as an employee wage or if we're a contract guy, but like the servers in there, the government, we got a deal right now where if you have people working for you, they're paying 75% of the wages. So these businesses can stay alive during oh, okay. COVID, right? As, That's opposed, sort of the deal. as opposed to unemployment. As opposed to unemployment, right? And then uh, we're using Serbian dollars up here. Yeah, fine. <laughs> we got the Serb in effect. No, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's called the Serb. That's where everybody, if you're like a gig worker, you get like two grand a month. So we're just like, we've been joking that we had to go on the Serbian <laughs> currency to survive this pandemic. Oh, man. What don't was joke. People through. <laughs> don't joke about that, man. That's <laughs> Canadian dollars already having a tough time. Yeah. It always does. So we're we're floating along here, but um, it's different in that there's a whole bunch of government support things here that are that went out right away to the people. So even all the lots of businesses are still going under bars, nightclubs, that sort of stuff because even they didn't know if they could reopen or pay their. But there's a bunch that have been kept alive. That's good. I I think that's like here. Probably not the same amount of support from the government, but. You know, bars, some bars are pivoting and they're putting their, you know, patios right out on the road and surrounding with cement, you know, board railings so that you don't get hit by a car. It, and people are just like in little, literally you have a table in a metered parking spot and you'll, you'll, you'll be on it. I'll drive by and there's a couple having like a date and this just ridiculous fucking backdrop. And you're upset because you needed that. It's hard to find fucking parking. It is hard You're to like, find parking. God damn it! <laughs> no, they've actually, they've actually, there's no street cleaning tickets. There's, they've, they've lowered all the ticketing down too, which is nice. What do they call it? They've got more lenient. Well, they is, needed to be. That city right. had a really, that's oh. the, the most, most. <laughs> you get tickets here, dude. Uh, that's what you get the first time you're in L.A. You get a ticket 15 minutes. For sure. It's, a, it's it's like they are like uh I don't know what the business scheme is there, but they have a they are hardcore on deal it must be privately run. This is no city worker guy They're on it, around man. in a vest. You you you'll be pulling money out of your pocket and you'll be getting a ticket. 
Like yeah. that's you can't get the money in the thing fast enough. Yeah, so I'm surprised they're letting a person eat uh, lunch on a patio out front of that revenue stream. Yeah, Some, we've got that here too, a little. You do some patios. I mean, yeah, downtown. But, yeah, we've you know people who they they've changed sidewalks that used to be for like or bike lanes are now sidewalks and the bikes are riding in the street and they've cut off traffic. Like we're moving things around. Okay. But we're only going to be able to you know be out on patios for another two months, right? And then, and then there's what? just these built patios that are covered in rain for six months. They had some of them out there, and they're just taking up space, but nobody can really go eat. Yeah. What about when it gets cold, man? Yeah. I well, they, yeah. Well, our cold here is like what at twelve degree. What is that in your type of degrees? Sixty. It's cold. 40, 40, it is cold. It's too cold. But yeah, especially a greyhound like myself. I'm only yeah. good. Your brittle I'm bones. At, I'm good only at about like right at 80 degrees, I think is comfortable for me. Nothing too hot. Nothing too, I'm, I'm good from from 74 to 80 is my comfort zone. It's Below a, that, I'm cold. How about, and above that? Oh, too hot. I'm a disgusting. guy who's got to lie in shade. Yeah, I'm yeah. in shade. I'm a, you know, I'm a burner. I burn, I've never, I've never lied outside and tanned with like zinc on my nose, like a reflective board guy. I'm a, yeah. No, I'm in, I'm in 60 block. Head well, to toe. If, on that note, let's get into some sesh talk. We, t- uh, we have a little segment called sesh talk, sesh talk, <laughs> where we talk about our last surfing sesh. And you have a particularly interesting one that I recall, right? The surfing sesh. What happened? On the surfing sesh. On the surfing sesh, when I was 20, I ruptured my spleen uh, surfing on acid. (laughs) (laughs) So, and the board hit you right in the kidneys or something, or in the spleen? No, I I got mono that summer from making out with too many women. Nice, right? It's the kissing disease, isn't that that what they say? So some some woman gave me mono, but I was like 20, and it was the big holiday weekend and everybody was going up surfing into Fino. Now for the people in California, you still got to surf in a wetsuit here in the middle of summer. Yes. So yeah. It's when you go to Tofino, you're wearing like a, like a, like a four, three with boots and gloves and a sometime. I mean, usually you put a, a mask or a, a top over a head sock. Yeah. I'd go without it. It stings for the first minute. Your head is numb and yeah. then it just kind of stops stinging. You kind of acclimatize to it. And that's in the summer. That is at the warmest surf time that you get. This is probably August. Our water is never warmer. Yeah. It, uh, <laughs> it, it hurts. It bites. It's got stinks. It's like you're in a wetsuit with bees in it. It's like it's like sucking on a Slurpee too fast. Yeah. You get you get brain freeze. Yeah. Well, getting a tattoo. It's got that stinging sort of tattoo Ooh. needle feel a bit when you first get into the water. It's cold, but it's the only waves we have. That's our, that, that, this is our Southern California. Tofino's beautiful. Canada. Don't get me wrong. But, so yeah. I, I, I got mono. They told me, Hey, your spleen could be a little soft. That's the only danger. And I was 20 and I was kind of, you know, thrown up and stuff. I was pretty sick, but I wasn't going to miss it. So I your, showed up. They said your spleen could be a bit soft. They're like, it, it can get swollen. And the doctor kind of threw it out there. It's like, well, you know, your spleen can get kind of enlarged. That's the only danger. But you don't really have a worry about that. I didn't tell the doctor I was going to go surfing. Right. I was just like, okay. And then uh, I showed up to the surf weekend. 
And I guess I didn't look so good because one of my buddies, somebody said, like, who brought Keith Richards? <laughs> at 20 at 20 i was already looking i had a bandana on it was like but i was probably pretty gaunt and i was feeling like i had lost some weight already from being sick and then uh that was also the first time that i tried acid i had never tried it. i had heard about it and i was like no that's not for me and some guy i knew was like well you smoke pot don't you i'm like oh yeah he's like well it's like that for six hours and i was like oh well yeah give me some then <laughs> And then I guess I took it and while I was out in the waves, like you lose track of time and I was really having a great experience. So I must have been, as I fell hitting waves, my spleen was taking a pounding. And yeah, you don't feel it in the water as much. Yeah, especially on acid when you're focused, right? Wow. I had tunnel vision focus. I was having a great day out there paddled in and uh you know i was puking a little i was a little sick and then luckily it started pouring rain uh because you didn't i didn't know i was bleeding internally so we packed up the car we were supposed to stay another night packed up the car drove it back it's like two hours back to where i lived the other side of vancouver island and then i went to shower up and my mom found me like blacked out on the bathroom floor because i was bleeding internally i had no blood pressure the ambulance had to come they barely wow. saved me. Like the, the hospital was like that Shredder kid's fuck. Like my mom thought I was dead. Everybody thought I was going to die because they didn't know what was going on. And then uh, they said most complications they saw in 10 years, but I live. But if we had stayed in the tent, like if we had stayed a night, they would have just found me dead in a tent the next morning. Cause I would have died. Yeah. I would have died. I was uh, bleeding internally without knowing it. Oh my God, man. Yeah. Jesus. So, uh, after that, I, I actually really loved surfing and acid. <laughs> you think that would be enough to deter you, but I really liked both. Have you done, uh, have you done that since? Acid or surfing? Acid. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I went on a little bit of a, I'd like to do it there for a while. I got a microdose podcast that I do Yeah. with a guy named Paul Meyerhog and we take a little microdose of LSD at the beginning. Uh, what we did early on, but the problem is it stays in your system for a while. So it's too long, uh, yeah. after the podcast. But so I, I don't, you know, I What's did a microdose of LSD. I ran into a guy who knew how much to put of liquid acid into, uh, gin. You have to mix it with alcohol so the water doesn't evaporate. So he knows the exact amount. And then you okay. take like a syringe and you go to two mils and then you fire it down your gullet. And it's just enough that you can feel the drug in you. You're not tracy and seeing things and hallucinating, but you can feel that you're you. It's running through your system. So I guess it's to help some people be more creative. We're pretty okay. creative guys already. I didn't really need it. So the problem is we'd finish the podcast, and then for like another four hours, uh, I still had this feeling of like just go away. I don't yeah. need to hang around anymore. So when I've done the podcast, I'm done. I yeah. don't want to be continuing for the next four hours. Still got to edit it, but. Uh, I was going down. I was on YouTube going down uh, wormholes. I just was still like high for four hours after it ended. How many times did you do that before you guys were like, all right, we're not probably, changing the name, but. Probably did it about the first half dozen shows. Wow. And then once in a while, I'll take a mushroom stem. Okay. Because you can microdose that. The guy told me how to, this was a microdose expert. He told me how to microdose this. And the thing is, it's gone. By the time the podcast ends, it's kind of run out of your system. 
So you're like, oh, everything's fine. I can go about my day like a regular human. Wow. My mushroom guy moved to Nanaimo. Can you believe that? Oh, well, yeah, I can see that. From From L.A. Why would a guy move from L.A. to Nanaimo? Oh, I know who it is. You do? Is it Matt Billen? No. Oh, no, but okay. <laughs> that you can't was a, name the mushroom guy, but I... His name's Max. <clears throat> okay. But he's, uh, he's the only guy from L.A. in Nanaimo, <laughs> living in Nanaimo. So he has the option to live in L.A. He's an American he's from, guy, but he chose to live in Nanaimo. Well, for a girl, yeah. Uh, that's usually what happens, because... Yeah. Nanaimo is like the shittiest place you could live on Vancouver Island. Hey, Jill. Oh, hey, hey, baby. <laughs> She's just going to sit in on the podcast, dude. She's coming by. Love to see her. Always good to see Jill. <laughs> can you hear her from here? Can, can you no. hear him? You can't hear him. He no. says, always good to see you. Damon. Oh, hi, Damon. Yeah. Tell her I got a bag of ketchup chips and a can of Pilsner beer for her. <laughs> Just waiting for her to return to Canada. (laughs) She doesn't want either of those things. (laughs) He's got some ketchup chips and a Pilsner for you when you come up. The Pilsner with all the bunny rabbits in it? Pacific Pilsner? Yeah, yeah, the the Pilsner. uh, It's just called Pilsner. Old style Pilsner or whatever. Old style, yeah. That that Jill tried when she came out. We really Canadianized her that day. Ketchup chips and a Pilsner beer. It's the worst. It's kind of like our pap's blue ribbon. Yeah, Yeah, it is. Yeah, it tastes like that. It's kind of what all the hipsters drink up here now. Oh, it's yeah. It's becoming mainstream. Mm. So. It was mainstream. It's, it all comes back. Yeah. Yeah. So it was like my dad's. So what, we're on a, is that about the sesh? Do we need more sesh talk? I kind of got sesh talk. Se- sesh talk just fades away. It oh, always fades away. It fades away like a wave. It does. Exactly. It goes away like a wave. And then you and just then, back on track and we go to the next segment. I did get crushed in Hawaii. About four years oh, ago, booty boarding though. You did. Oh yeah, in front of like the father-in-law. Oh. They told what? everyone to, to you know, hey, there's some big waves coming. Move down the beach. Right. And I was like, hey, I, I used to surf, blah blah blah, and I was out there, you know, just boogie boarding. I didn't think, yeah, you know, like chest deep, and all of a sudden the waves went down to just about my, just above my ankles, below oh, my knees, oh. and it was oh. one of those ones where. You could, it was there, a wall, you couldn't dive into it, you couldn't ride it, you just got crushed. And he happened to be filming it and laughing. I thought I broke my ribs, and then I came up, and I was, uh, you know, winded, and then another wave hit me right away. And he's filming, he's like, oh, that one got him. He's back, oh, he's going to get it again. So there's footage I have to watch every Christmas with the family, because it was Christmas in Hawaii when I got taken down. Look at your magical glass appearing. Uh, yeah, yeah, I got a glass. I see you've got water in old Miller High Life, uh, 40 ounce. My lady puts all the water in old glassware. We, we actually went on a, a date and she, she stopped at the gas station and got this for our date. I like that because you can't get those here. The, the, the 40, no, you can't. It's too you can much. I don't know why we sell it. We do. Yeah. It's one of those things where like when we get to the States, we all like to pretend we're ice cube from boys in the hood, have a 40 sitting on a porch is like, uh, I'm in America now. It's the ketchup is the eating ketchup chips in reverse. Yes. Next time you come down, we'll have one. Yeah. 40 on your front porch. Like the old days, you can feed me some blood oranges. (laughs) I got figs now. I'm I'm doing figs now. Oh, you got figs. Oh, geez. Some figs and and a Miller high life. Um, you're, uh, what time's your set tonight? 
my set is at uh, seven o'clock early show and nine thirty late. And two. I'm just yeah, you do the, the guy's actually doing two shows a night. He does one Thursday, two Friday, two Saturday, one Sunday. Okay. And he's um and who's who's on the show? Uh it's myself. I'm just doing the middle spot. Oh, okay. Because I just wanted to run this set. This was, you know, the idea was to practice. The headliner is a guy that I don't know, something Hennigan from Edmonton. He's like an Edmonton comic, but the owner is from Edmonton. So he's sending a lot of his Edmonton comics out to do it because he keeps having like the ad that he's going to have an uh, American name comic that we know coming in. And then that guy's not allowed to come. Right. Because right? you'd have to come in and be 14 days of isolation. Yeah, I, I, I guess somewhere. I, I talked to Graham Case. Like, I'm not spending 14 days in isolation to go see my parents. Yeah, that's what it is. You got to do 14 days when you get here. So you can't come in, sit for 14 days, and then do a weekend of sets. Hell no. Um, what? Uh, where do you spend the 14 days? That's what I'm curious you, about. You can spend it wherever you want. You got to go get a hotel or wherever you. But you have to be isolated on your own. So I can go. I can go to Pender Island and isolate myself in my parents' extra room. You could, except if you're around your parents, then you could maybe be getting them. So you'd probably have to isolate. If your parents had a basement or something where they, you don't come into contact with them, you could do it. And it's on the honor system, like everything in Canada. It's the honor system. It's the honor system of the 14 day. Uh, uh, self-isolate so people come and do it and we set it off early but our prime minister had to do it right out of the gate that's right his wife got it right his wife got it and then so he had to self-isolate like right when everything shut down that was the big difference we had our guy coming out of self-isolation by himself standing on a deck out front of his place that he lives in telling us what was going on here's the news here's what we're doing you got to self-isolate stay away from people compared to like an orangutan coming yes. out, the orange just coming out and just make spitting shit out, you know, spinning as he went with people all around him, handshakes, this guy, that it was completely different. So we had a example. Our, there was an example of like, hey, the, the guy in charge isn't, he's down in a basement alone. Right. Like Take, that's how it should be. That, that's, that's what he's asking everyone to do. That's what he's doing. So we had a different example right away. So people just were like, okay, well, if the head guy's doing it, that's what I had to do. I came back from a tool concert. I had to go to 14 day isolation. You did? Yeah. I was down to like, I was hanging out with two, uh, I was doing this comedians following tool on tour with Rory Scovel. Oh, wow. So we have now befriended tool. Cool. Like I know the guitarist pretty well. Right. So Adam's right. so weird. So in Portland was there where they play in uh, the, where the trailblazers play that arena shows okay. there that night. We're down hanging out with Adam underneath. He's got, they all have their own dressing room. They don't all hang out in one now. Okay. He's getting ready. So that afternoon, Trump closed the borders to Europe. That was the day he shut everything before the show, the NBA shut down. Oh, when the wow. concert was over when they came off stage. The governor of Oregon said no more than 250 people in a gathering. Oh, so you got the last big show. We were in the last one. They were supposed to go to Eugene the next night. We were going down to Eugene show, and that was it. They didn't even know where to send the tour bus. So everyone went home, and when I got back to our border, they're like, hey, you got to go self-isolate for 14 days. Uh, Prime Minister's doing it. 
That's wow. that's universal healthcare, bud. We all get the same treatment. <laughs> I like it. So that was it. I had to stay in my apartment for 14 days. Okay. And you did it. I did. Yeah. Stayed in. Uh, because you know, like my, I have old elder, you know, my parents are older, whatever you just sort of, we didn't know, especially at that time, nobody knew what was going to happen. Right. So <clears throat> luckily I, I had been following an economist from China. So I knew sort of, I had some frontline info on what was going on in China during this thing. So I had already gone and bought like two months worth of stuff. You did. So, you're one of those people. You bought all the toilet paper. You're the you, reason why Lysol is uh, 40 bucks a can. I wasn't one of those guys who freaked out over toilet paper and that okay. much. while people were buying toilet paper in that rush, I was buying like rice, soup, goods that you need. Yeah. I got acid. I took out, yeah, acid. I took out cash. You did? It, I, uh, yeah. I bought some, I bought some silver coins in case you had to barter. I was ready for any type of Mad Max it, possibility. I was set right across the board. You got your hockey equipment? I had my, yeah, I had my gear. I had uh, all my golf clubs sharpened and ready in case I needed to get out. We don't have guns up here. Like, uh, I knew. If the... Did you strip your car into a dune buggy? I, I didn't, but I was thinking of mounting something on top. I was talking about that. I was I like, like uh, that's how you get in charge. So we knew all we had to do was like be ready to weather the storm here for two months or know the day where you got to get out. And all we had to do was get to Vancouver Island because my wife's dad uh, is like a hunter over there. So he yeah. has guns and stuff. I could just be on a porch with a gun. We could be shooting deer, growing, you know, onions out back or whatever we need to survive on the acreage. Like I have a. That's what I have, thought it would be, too. I thought yeah. it would be a lot more guns and, and defending property. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. I was ready for that stage, which we never got into. We never so, got that part. It's, no. really the, it's really a retarded apocalypse yeah it never really worked it was a slow burn yeah. nobody saw just the slowness coming of staying indoors and a little panicky and then yeah i was People like, just awkwardly walking around you yeah you, don't, you never saw that in mad max they didn't put it in a movie it's just not that thrilling no right usually it's a comet coming everyone's in a panic you got one day to get out we had this slow sort of some choices Wear a mask, stay away from people. No garbage cans so, on fire. No. And I knew if I get back to the island, I was saying like, I might, you know, I knew how to take over Mad Max style, right? I got a bunch of guys back there that have all they've been doing for years since I left are driving like trucks around, shooting shit, lighting fires. Yeah. They're you're all there drinking. Your place. Yeah. They're from back there. So I was like, all I need to, I could go back. I'm the most famous guy they know. <laughs> Right. Perfect. I'm sure all I need is like a hockey goalie mask. Yeah. That's all you need to be in charge. Right. You get a mask and uh, get a make chippy. someone your you make someone your bitch on day one. You got to have mm -hmm. that effeminate guy on the back of a motorbike or whatever. Sure, with a mohawk. You need Shirtless. that guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then and then I guess I go down to get the uh, you go down and get like the premier, our guy in charge, like our governor. Yeah. Victoria, go down, get him. You just mount them, you to you the string, you chain them to the front of your car, and then this people right. know you're you're in charge, right? <laughs> got, got a guy made into a bitch, and the prime minister on the front of my Perfect. car, I'm in charge. Yeah, so the world is yours. If I can pull that off on the island, I could at least be the Mad Max at the island. Um, you're you're working on some new stuff tonight. 
I am. Well, you know what? I am hoping to. I've got some ideas. Okay. But I was really doing um. Before I went, before everything shut down, while I was doing the tool tour, uh, Rory and I were doing something oddly enough that we were calling uh, surfing. What uh, is we, it? We would go out and go without an idea or a plan for as long as we could ride a wave. Oh, okay. And uh, because I was doing shorter, so I'm comfortable. I can get to around 15, 18 now. Okay. Minutes uh, before you really like, and Rory's better at it than me. He's got some, you know, he can pretend to be a Republican guy and go all with a different voice. And it is, is really good. He'll get to about 25. And so before it's he needs to use material. Yeah. He's like, well, would you hear me start uh, talking uh, about circle jerks? You know, I'm, or, or, I mean, gang bangs. That's when I'm, I'm out. That's when the, the wave has ended. Wow. <laughs> so we love. So we, we try and go for as long as you can. So in a 20 minute set now, I'm going to go out for the first 10 minutes and try and talk about whatever comes whatever off the comes top of my head, whatever comes. And, and by doing my own podcast and stuff like that, I'm getting better at it, right? It's something you got to train. And then the last 10 minutes, I'll run the set that I'm going to do for the TV taping. Okay. Yeah. That's great. For Winnipeg. <clears throat> for Winnipeg. Yeah. For the Winnipeg Comedy Festival, which yeah. is going to happen sometime. Maybe. I mean, I probably will be 2021 before it realistically, they keep kicking it down. It was April, then August. Now they said, hold some dates end of October. Like, but who knows if I'll get to run it again, this could all get shut down in two weeks. Right. Then we can't do sets. And then we're just forced to do our bits on our podcast, which is what yeah. I do. It, is that what you do? Are, I you, just... are you spitting bits? I just, yeah, I just, I, cause I don't have stand up. I just run them on podcast and I don't really let people know where a bit ends and begins. Or are you creating bits on the podcast and then going to try them out in stand up? Yeah, I guess that's what I'm doing. Yeah. Cause sure. you're not going to know there's no feedback from an audience. You get an idea of like, oh, this was a fun topic to talk about. I got to try this out live. Totally. So then you, you pack a picnic basket and head down to the beach and stand in front of people and try it? Is that uh, no, the process I, now? I, I guess, no, I just, I literally go, uh, you know, I'll write something down like uh, um, when he sees something, he else he looks at, okay, so my kid eats food, like he'll put it in his mouth and he'll chew on it. And like when I, or you, put food in our mouths and we don't like it, what, you take it, you spit it out immediately. He will eat it for a while. Like he'll eat it for a good 10 minutes and then you'll just be like thinking he ate it and then he'll just be like, <laughs> and he'll just spit it out then like after so, being in his mouth forever he, or he really, yeah, he really weighs it out is what you're saying. He really he doesn't, doesn't know yet. Judgment. Yeah, exactly. He's very patient. He doesn't judge. Or if he sees something else he wants, instead of swallowing it, he'll spit it out to get the other thing. Ah, go, so it's a two part. So it. <laughs> Change it up. He's practically eating it anyway, so he's probably got all the nutrients he needs. And the flavor. Does the, he ever go back? Does he go like, well, I started on that one. I should probably finish it. He doesn't no. regurgitate like the fly. He's good. I, on, uh... I usually eat it. Okay. Yeah. Good dad. Eat his gum. Oh, he's not chewing gum yet. <laughs> he's not <laughs> chewing gum yet. He's one. He's going to love it when he gets the gum. Oh, you oh. need to do this forever and then spit it out? That's, that's <laughs> how I like my food. That's why kids love gum, I guess. They're just, right away, they think, that's this is what I've been wanting the whole time. 
I've been I trying to do so. this with food. Yeah, and then you go on your gum phase till you're maybe what twenty. <laughs> yeah, probably. And then you're done with gum, really. Other than I mean, if you need to freshen your breath for right. a quick something. But when, how often are you chewing gum like as an the, adult? Adult gum is like different. Yeah, I get the extra tablets every once in a while when you know you keep them in your car. But um, like bubblicious. Yeah. It's been, it's been a while since I've had some bubblicious. What about a big league chew? You dip into that? <laughs> Have you dipped into some big league chew? You've been playing enough sports that you. I loved Big League Shoe, but how bad an example is that? That this bag that looks exactly like a tobacco bag, and you know the baseball players are doing tobacco, and you're just pretending to be them. Well, yeah, as a kid, because you weren't allowed to dip, so you, it's shredded. It yeah. looked like shredded tobacco. You got to jam in as big a wad as you wanted. Mm-hmm. It's there were there was cigarettes when we were getting Popeye cigarette. They had little candy right. things that were called fake cigarettes. So they had yeah. all that. They were training you to be ready for tobacco as an adult. Totally. But I, I don't know about you. I never smoked, and I did all of those things. I did all those, but I didn't. Well, I smoke a bit now sometimes. I go on and off, but I didn't smoke till I was 28. Okay. But I dipped a little when I played baseball. I started chewing tobacco for maybe just at baseball games here and right. there. Okay. Um, but the guy who invented it played, uh, he's in, the guy who invented Big League Chew played uh there's this pod this thing that the something of portland is a minor league baseball type team that kirk du, kurt russell's Gibson? dad owned oh. kurt russell is he snake pliskin yeah yeah kurt, kurt, kurt russell kurt, kurt russell's dad owned the team so kurt russell was playing semi-pro ball for this portland team when he's like 20 he's on the team kurt okay. russell's on the team the guy who winds up inventing big league chew is on the team. They get that because they want to. They're they're not tobacco guys. They want to chew gum during the right. thing. And uh, the piano playing guy from uh, Eyes Wide Shut, <laughs> that actor guy who played the piano. He directs some stuff. Do you know the guy I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. He's I mean, on the. T- he's he's the he's the Bat Boy. What a bizarre combination of 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 celebrities. Yeah, all weird. Went on to have like uh, these careers, and then the big league chew guys were in there. Who's the most? Team. Who's the most famous? Snake Plissken. You can't talk <laughs> Snake. Love Kurt Russell, dude. Yeah, he killed the thing. He was Snake Plissken. That's right. He overboard killed the thing. Overboard with Goldie Hawn. He did overboard? a boat. The good overboard. Yeah, he's the coach of the U.S. Olympic team in uh, Miracle. Yeah, Tango and Cash. Tango uh, and soldier. Um, he was in Gil- Gilgan's Island as a little boy. Do you know that? That's probably before he became a professional baseball player. He didn't. I don't think he had a word, but he was like a, a child actor in Gilgan's Island. I think he was a Disney actor kid, right? Yeah. Later? Mm-hmm. See the Spaceman? No, He's... that's Jeff Bridges. Sometimes I think him and Jeff Bridges, I get those mixed up a little. Very... When they're younger. Kurt Russell's uh, very attractive. I guess they were both good looking guys back in their heyday. Their 20s or whatever. Yeah, I was thinking the Spaceman one where... Uh, Oh, uh, Starman! It's, I, I want to. Ha- I'm going to close with this, guys. Don't okay. uh, don't forget to check out Damon's newest comedy album, uh, Comedy Comics uh, Delight. Comics Delight. Thanks, man. Eight hundred pound record. Eight hundred pound Gorilla Records, and it's available wherever you get your stuff. Stream. You, you can stream it. You can buy it on iTunes. You can. There you go. It's right across the every platter, every server. 
Comics Delight. I'm gonna have a listen when I get when I get off of this thing. I'm gonna put it on. Okay. I miss I miss uh, performing with you, dude. I miss performing with you too. Although yeah. our last show was lights out. Our last show was thing. amazing. Yeah, we yeah. had a great we had a great show together, and I always thought it was funny because I came off and you're like, "Fuck, uh, I don't know if it was ego or whatever," but I kind of forgot how good you were. I'm like, <laughs> I used to open for this guy because I came out and crushed it as the host guy, right? You're like, oh, yeah, yeah I forgot you uh, could throw. Dude, I'll I'll never forget when we went to Sun was it Sun Valley and the microphone the, you, you didn't have a microphone your mic I went up and did some you know mediocre comedy and then when you took the microphone the batteries had died you don't remember this but <clears throat> I think someone gave you some hash right after the oh, show yeah the hash ball yeah I do remember that part <laughs> I think I think uh, Winger was performing across the town <laughs> and uh, everyone was going to Winger. Um, but you did you you entertain them without a microphone for an hour and a half. Just just kept going, man. It was impressive. It was it was very impressive. I'm a big fan. Well, and, I'm a I'm always been a big fan of you on and off the ice. Oh, thanks, man. Like I always I always had a great time doing shows with you. I of course you're you know it's hard to admit when you're funny, but you you know you're a funny guy now. Thanks, we should man. do shows when this all clears. Yeah, we'll do a little reunion tour. That would be we'll, awesome. Yeah, we'll play. Uh, yeah, we should do something one day. We'll go up there to. Uh, I'll come up there. <clears throat> yeah, you come up there. I'll come down there. <laughs> Never stops. <laughs> go Canucks, go man. All right, love you, buddy. Thanks love for having me too, on the man. podcast. Thanks okay. for coming. Come on in and hang in the shack with Lachlan Patterson, cause it's the Lockdown Podcast. Talking about whatever you want Chilling out, having a chill sesh With Lachlan's guest, yeah The Lockdown Podcast 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 Lockdown.